Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, Ross. Let me introduce the team. The boy from the wrong side of the tracks come good. Welcome, David. You know, Ross, I'm a bit of a cantankerous prick today, so this should be interesting. <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, no different to every other day. Yeah. Ending in Y. A man who said, Shane, what's modelled his game on? Welcome, Michael. Hello, gents. Australia's number one Nathan Lyon fan and our hey. guru. Oh, sorry, Bison fan. Oh, I haven't no. changed it. No, he's back. Lord, oh, sorry. Yep. Welcome, Alex. Hello, fellas. Uh, I'm in the new Hi, studio Alex. in Ocean Grove, guys. We need to name it. Aaron Finch. But it's in Colac. It's not oh, okay. the Mallory Peninsula over here, Ross. Jason. Liam Pickering. The Lee Tudor studio. make up. Story? Why don't we just make up the world's worst <laughs> Australian Test cricketer studio? Oh, Jason Crazier. <laughs> oh, good one. Jason, no, he's not the worst. Dan Cullen. You can't take a ten for him. Dan Cullen. James Falkner. James Falkner. Chad Sayers. Joe Many, if any. Joe Many. Chad Sayers. Joe Many, if any. Pretty good one. Yeah. All right, the Joe Many studio. Joe. Many rivers to cross, studio. <laughs> Joe, many... Oh, now I can't think of it. Many Barwood rivers to cross. <laughs> Jesus. Has a podcast uh, ever jumped the shark in the first two uh, minutes? I think <laughs> this one has. Yeah. Episode 80? Episode shit. <laughs> okay. Jump the basking shark. Yeah, uh, touch play on Rob. Today, today we're in the quadrangled Frederick Herald Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production. <laughs> Brought, to Brought to you by our tier one sponsors for 2018. Brits Diablo, Poor Man Yoho's Diablo Gateway Drug, The Fire Twirling, The Wacker, Sunny in Rise since 75. The Dot Matrix Printing Company, The Tractor Paper Company, Snakeboard is getting kneecaps since 1991. Pyramid Bank, Channel 31, Bilo and Video Easy. Get it first time or get it free. Hmm. Don't forget to check out our merchandise on Redbubble. And check out the hats. <laughs> yeah, you meant you to got say, a few spare ones, don't you, Mick? Yeah. I have a few spare ones, yeah. You meant to say fuck off then, Mick. Yeah. Come on, oh, I don't worry, I'm going to say shit. fuck off at some point. <laughs> okay, that's all right. And uh, David, I believe we've got a new line of stubby holders just oh, hot off the presses. Yeah, my word, they're uh, burning a hole in my uh, apartment here. So uh, get them while they're hot. Fire? They're a great little uh, stocking filler for Christmas. So, yeah, stocking um, stuffer, yeah. Uh, and if your dad's born between now and um, and Christmas, probably a good present for him too. So, you know, uh, multiple uses for a stubby holder. <laughs> good wedding Christ- anniversary. Good, good wedding anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You go to a christening, just give them out to a couple of people. Oh, happy christening, there you go. Have good a for holder. a cricket club uh, Christmas party. If you want to keep yeah. your can cool, then away yeah. you go. Yeah, if you're not buying the Dahl and Midoff stubby holder for your anniversary, are you even oh, married? What sort of bloke, really? That's it. Yeah. Oh, just <laughs> what every woman around. wants is the uh, Midoff podcast stubby holder. I also noticed on Redbubble that uh, our um, our coffee mugs are available. So if you're oh, in a work, <laughs> a, a work Chris oh, Kringle yeah. and you, you unfortunately get someone you don't like, I mean, there's always that option. You just jump well, on our website. Red bubble, <laughs> mid-off cricket, and um, one coffee cup is $17, but if you buy four, you get 20% off, so I'd That's be going it. for four. Yeah. So tr- <laughs> traditionally, it. we've done a little um, Secret Santa or Chris Kringle on this podcast. We have. So, 
Yeah. I think we'll I'm just be all giving to each it. other a um, <laughs> cricket podcast uh, can cooler or a yeah. mug. And away you go. Well, I noticed the cheapest item on Redbubble is a mid-off cricket podcast postcard. So I think you'll all be getting oh. one. <laughs> Wish you were here. Postcard. Yes. Yeah, I ticked all the boxes. We get it. We make everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yep. why we are the world's richest podcast. Yeah. We're just selling yeah. um, merchandise. merchandise out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. Yep, we got that and uh, Frederick Harold. Yeah, Frederick Harold. Now, talking of Frederick Harold, we've got great news. Our one true sponsor has mm, come yes. on board. And Mick, what, is, what have we been hit up with? We have got about 40 pairs of the new Frederick Harold <laughs> cricket style sock. So over nice. the journey, Thanks, we'll be. Uh, Coming up with a way to keep them for ourselves. No, no, we'll be coming up with a way to um, <laughs> dispense them amongst the listening public. So keep an eye on our socials and we'll uh, we'll come up with a way to award the socks out to our most loyal of listeners. I think we yeah, still owe a couple of pairs, don't we, from our... Um, yeah, from last our time. Our fantasy yeah. games that we put together, which was really well, successful. I think we, we eventually paid out on that. It was like me paying Ross for the car, re- I believe. Oh, was it? <laughs> three, years, three years later, I think uh, we paid up in full. <laughs> yeah, that was good, Dad. I remember that little bonus. I'd forgotten about that. It's like me paying for the days. SoundCloud subscription. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't do I'll it pay. for three years, and then yeah. I paid early once. Ching ching like the pokies. Yeah. That's it. Four that's, savings. That's it. Well, first up, after all that rabble rabble, it's national team talk, and it's time to look at Australia's wonderful performances in the 50-over format of the game. <laughs> Uh, so Australia's been going really well. They they lost the first one in Perth. They're yep. pretty shit. They batted first and were shit. Let's be honest. Yes. And then they um they managed to have uh, bowl first, no bat first in Adelaide, and really they weren't tracking great. But the last couple of wickets, um, Adam Zampa got a few away, and it proved to be the difference. Fucked if I know how. Jesus, he's shit. Mm. <laughs> Adam Zampa has got one of those um, stud earrings. Oh, black, does he? Black, uh, like a, smaller than a five cent piece, but black little circular disc earrings. Uh, oh, he's, has he got the hole in his ear stuff? No, 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 no. It's just, it's they're just black, like a. They look like flat. that, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like is it the world's tack. largest onyx? No, mm. no. It's, just, it's not even that big, but anyway. <laughs> you know, um, Tip Mads, used to have the little sleeper stud thing. Oh yes, did please. He? Yeah, yeah, he did. Did he well, this really? Is, this is the modern day black <laughs> version of that. Yeah. Did Did Tip Mansley have the Nike whoosh in his ear? I think. He <laughs> I reckon he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He used to uh, take it out to play cricket. I think when I think when you get signed up at the VIS, they hold you all down and put a Nike swoosh in your ear, like it's, uh, it's like you know you brand cattle. Yeah. That's how they branded them at the VIS. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. That's the uh, marking your lambs. You get bang through the ear. That's it. That's what they do. Um, so then it was one all after Australia managed to bowl quite well. Marcus Stoinis. Was it a ring a ding ding? Uh, I believe it was. Um, it was a classic. It was one of the best ever three game ODI series in in living memory, and it's possibly once in a lifetime. Three game ODI series. Yeah, I can't recall any others. So that was good. Um, yeah. Then we went to Hobart, and Australia were looking good. They had um, had the Saffirs three down, and uh, then David Miller and Faf Duplessis got together and went absolutely yeah. gangbusters Coco after a period of consolidation. 
They made a hundred doodlebugs. Yeah, they made a hundred and eighty-nine runs in the final sixteen overs of the game. You cannot believe they were a hundred and they were a hundred and thirty-four off thirty-four overs. It's unbelievable. Yeah, they went at something like thirteens in the last like five overs or something like that. I saw one over where Pat Cummins went for twenty or something like that. Just fucking insane. Yep. And then Australia in reply, eh, not too bad, but when two blokes make tons, yeah. uh, you're up against it. Smash made 100, which is good for him. Stoyner 63, Alex Gary 42, and Glenn Maxwell 35. A few issues to raise here. David, how did you see the bowling of Marcus Stoinis in that game in Hobart, the third oh, match? Oh, well, that game, um, no other way to describe it, absolute shit, but... He's a um, <laughs> he's a real sort of feast or famine type uh, arrangement, isn't he? Yes. Uh, yes. Drought, he is actually. Drought yeah. or tsunami. He's um, yeah. Marcus North Star. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much Marcus North Star. With the bat ad ball. Yeah. yeah. I th- well, Marcus North wasn't all that bad with the uh, prune in his hand when he got a chance, but um, yeah. yeah. I mean, Stoinis had gone from um, almost vein bursting uh, in his neck. Um, excited yeah. at wickets in uh, Adelaide, I think. Oh, what a what massive neck. Big unit, isn't he? Yeah. A real yeah. lug of a man. And yeah, then he used the she bison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so during, during the, um, the second ODI, he, he looked like Tarzan and played in kind. And mm. down in Tassie, he looked like Tarzan and certainly played like someone who wasn't Tarzan. Um, but Potentially Jane, maybe some other uh, forest uh, arrangement. Uh, Played like Cheetah, the fucking chimpanzee. Yes. Played like a fucking ant. Played like an ant. I thought he, he looked like Vulcan off Gladiator and probably played like Vulcan off Gladiator and played cricket. Yeah. <laughs> I was really worried when about he, his When Vulcan off Gladiator one. wasn't busy doing Chains of Love, obviously. Yeah. I think, Ross, I, I, you don't know Vulcan's history. He was a, a great, great cricketer in Hobart. Oh, was he? Jeez, shucks. Who would have thought it? Jeez, but yeah, uh, certainly, um, what did he end up with for the series? Two for 70 off seven down yeah. in Hobart. Yeah. So we, and he had, I mean, he was the highest wicket taker for Australia in the series, which will say yeah, something. We got hit for three sixes in Hobart and eight fours. That's yeah, he got, eight, he got eight for 15 over the journey, so um, his first two games must have been fucking good because his third one was a shocker. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And um, amazing recovery from Sean Marsh from missing the first game to get an ass boil lanced <laughs> <laughs> to making a ton in the third game. How uh, bad does your ass boil need to be to not just uh, play a game of, like, fuck, it must have been painful. He couldn't get it his... must have been close to the actual business end, I reckon. Oh, he couldn't get his jock <laughs> strap off. could have just been on the cheek. It must yeah. have been, you know, in Up a near the anus. Towards Stargate yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the Chevron's closing <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I hear it was so bad he couldn't get his jock strap on even with talcum powder. Oh, <laughs> oh that's shit. not what we want. Fucking <laughs> hell. Although, all I hope. got it. All I hope Rotten is. That, Island. Yeah. Mm. All I hope is that if he gets picked for the first test, that he gets his ass lance boiled before that yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> He's asked Boyle Lance to yeah, but I get the point. Yes. Or get his Lance <laughs> Boyle asked, whatever. Whatever works. That's it. <laughs> Frankie Boyle, that's it. 
What were you saying, Ross? He went where? Ray Lee he went, boiled. He, he went to Rotto, and I think he got his ass boiled from sitting on his oh, boat for too long. That's it. One of the yeah. all-time great parts of the world, too, old Rotto. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ooh, good, yeah. good. Rock Nest usually... Island for our English kids. Maybe yeah, a quokka nice lands little, um... his ass boiled for him. That's it. That's how he well, does therapy. Yeah. It's always a calm crossing out to Rock Nest Island. That's the best thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> it's not up and down. It's always flat as a tack. Mm. Oh, yeah. Shit, yeah. Mm. So, do I have one question for you, Ross. Um, mm. You obviously Far watched away. nearly every ball of this ODI series. Let's be honest. I sure you. did because I've got a CA app and um, <laughs> it cost me 30 bucks for the year and I can watch Foxtel on it. I feel like I cheat and I love it. Hey, Ross. <laughs> Hey, I Alex. don't pay anything, and I can watch Foxtel on the Cricket Australia website. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but you uh, so, but so. don't you start this, Alex, because we've had this conversation <laughs> off air. You go on about how fucking great all these websites you watch cricket are on, then I'll be watching on my TV on Foxtel, and I'll be like text our group text and go, fuck, how good was that wicket? And you'll be like, oh, I'm behind. I didn't see it yet. You spoiled yeah. it. Yeah. So it can't yeah. be that I fucking text, good. I do text it in that voice too. So yeah. That's how I read all your text, V. Fair, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ross, is, the question I had mm. for you, given that you'd watched every ball, was um, yeah. did, did Nathan Coulton-Isle get injured after the first game? <laughs> i got no idea why he didn't play. Um, he, he averaged he 34 should... with the bat after his one hit, and he, he got one for 26 off his... Oh, it's three overs, so he, he got a bit of treatment. But <laughs> yeah. do you think, um, given that he, your replacement's Adam Zampa, that you might still be within a chance, you know? I think he's well, strained a hyphen. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do a hernia, he did a hyphen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's interesting you say that because I get sick when I see this one-day team rollout and they have four pace bowlers and the all-rounder Stoinis, who's a medium pace, I just go, oh, great, we've won so many games with a bowling lineup like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I just think on balance you need they need to have a spinner in there. Even if Zampa's not great, well... Persist with him, and if he is no good, go and find someone else. But don't play a fourth seamer. Yeah, I don't yeah, get right. the point. I don't I see. Well, it he's Western Australian now, so they have to play. Mm. I think the um, that is spinner. True. I think the spinner. Um, I think it's. I still think it's got to be the goat. But um, mm. talking talking about team balance, I was watching a game on the on the tally on the idiot box uh, earlier today. Um, it was the Australian Sri Lankan game from the World Cup that was out here last time at the SCG. Um, I remember it well. Maxwell went fucking ballistic and made 100 off about 10 balls. Um, but the top six batsmen were Finch, Warner, Smith, Clark. Um, what, um, Maxwell batted five. And then you had um, Shane Watson at six, who's arguably Australia's best one-day player, batting at six. And then you had um, Brad Haddon batting at seven. So... If that's not a balanced team, I'm not here. Like, you had Shane Watson who can get through a couple overs and trundle them down. Um, Maxwell yeah. as well, obviously. Yeah. And then you had four front-line bowlers and a, and a wicket-keeper. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot of sense. It's called a balanced lineup where you've got Probably why we won. Yeah, probably. And <laughs> I it's wish also get... called a far more talented lineup than what we currently have, though. Well, true, but we got Finch... Fucking, it's like twice as talented. Yeah, I think yeah, Sean Smith, Clark, Finch, true, Watson. True. Sean Marsh Michael Clark on. is probably one of the best players I've ever seen to elegantly push singles. Yeah. He just yeah. loved him. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, that is the go in one day cricket. The Sean game Marsh is different is on, then. On par with Michael Clark. Like 
Michael Clark was um, was spot on. He he was the anchor role. He'd get sixty off sixty, yeah. and the yeah. other blokes could go nuts. He perfect. Did his role to a plum. Yeah. I reckon exactly what he was doing. I reckon a big part of the issue is is that all our all rounders, and I say that in um, parentheses because I don't think any of them are really all rounders, is um they're not true batting all rounders. Where Watto's a genuine batting yeah. all rounder, like you can play yeah. Watto as a bat, you can't play Stoinis as a bat, and yeah. even like average forty like, Watson. Yeah, and then the problem too is the other side of that coin is Stoinis bowling isn't good enough to be a bowling all rounder. So all he is is just a shit average cunt all rounder. <laughs> The I'll classic cross. English bits and pieces yeah. all rounder. <laughs> I'll just I'll just go through um, the players that Australia used for the ODI series. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Marsh, he's a one day player, that's fine. Alex Carey, yep. Coulton Isle, yep. Stoinis, uh, yep. Maxwell, yes. And then you got Chris Lynn, who's a fucking twenty twenty mm-hmm. player who should never yeah. be in a fifty yeah, over game. That. And then you got Aaron. He's a domestic yep. player. I don't reckon he's any good at international level yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as we discussed, um, he's a 2020 player and 2020 international shouldn't exist, so definitely he's a domestic player. <laughs> um, Pat Cummins, I don't know about him as a one-day bowler. Um, yeah, not sure. Adam Stark, Stark, yes. Stark's an excellent one-day oh, absolutely. bowler. Yeah. One of the best and that's how he made his name with the white ball in the first few overs. Yep. And then you've got Travis Head, who I don't know what's happened to Travis Head at the international uh, level, sure. but his dismissal in Tasmania was horrible. He had both feet off the ground, and he just sort of chipped one to point. It was disgusting. <laughs> and then you've got Darcy Short, who um, I'm not sure what sort of player he's he is. He's a T20 player. player. He's a T20 yeah, that's player. right. And then, obviously, Noni, who, you know, who's probably our Glenn McGrath of the, of the white ball game. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sure, I'm not sure about Hazelwood as a one-day bowler. Like, his numbers are probably fine, but You've got to be incisive. You've got to take early wickets, and that's what Stark yeah. does. Yeah, I don't know true. that. I don't know that our Test trio of pace bowlers is our ODI trio of pace bowlers. And we talked about this yeah. before. The Ep, where's our um, Nathan Bracken? Where's our Adam mm. Dale? Where's yeah. that go-to ODI bowler who doesn't play Test because he's not quite Clint good McKay. enough? Our Clint McKay type. That's what this team's lacking in the bowling department. Yep. Is um. Is the guy who lives and breathes ODI or white ball cricket and just yep. dominates it. Lasith and... Malinga from Sri Lanka. Yeah, yep. You yep. Jade Dubarks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd hope not. Yeah, but there's a lot of issues that Glenn Maxwell currently batting at seven for some reason. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't bowl. He bowled seven overs on Sunday, and that's the most he's bowled since 2013. That was five yeah. years ago. If he was the the all-rounder in the team, I could live with that, and he bowled 10 overs or thereabouts every game. No problem, because yep. it's just one-day cricketing. just bowl his off-spinning darts. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, and then he could bat seven. I'd no fence. problem with that and play six proper bats or five batsmen and a keeper ahead of him. No problem. Yeah. But, um, yeah, why they've got, they've got this obsession with having four bowlers and then two all-rounders, which just makes our batting depth weak. We need all the batsmen yeah. we can yeah. get. Yeah. But... I mean, yes, our batting depth is weak, but listen to these numbers from our bowling. Um, mm. Pat Cummins, three games, took one wicket. Um, yeah. Josh Hazelwood, three games, took three wickets, which you said, um, yeah, not incisive. Right. Stark, three games, took four wickets. Uh, Marcus yeah. Stoinis was our best wicket taker. He played three games and took eight. That's good. But he just bowls straight up and down. Zampa mm. didn't get a wicket in th- in two oh. games. Oh, jeez. Not mm. a wicket, and he went at six mm. and over, which is not mm. too bad, I suppose, for a league yeah. at one-day level, yeah. but didn't get one no wicket. No wickets. Well, he, he won the game with the... Belt, yeah. 
Yeah, he won the game with the bat in Adelaide, so that's something. Yeah, that's but true. Still is a... But also, he's not bowling in the death. He's bowling middle overs. Yeah, right. but if you so can't get a wicket, probably not good enough. Yeah, I don't mind it's if they nudge him out for sure. a single every ball, but you got to get did, a wicket somewhere. Well, they went off yeah. Samper a little while ago. Or they've always off Samper. Mm. He yeah. always gets in the squad, and then they play four pace bowls, which is dumb, mm. um, in my opinion. But they went off Samper about twelve months ago and put Agar into the one-day team, and now Agar's you... back out again, and yeah. Samper's back in. I don't know. Can I tell you when they got off Samper? Um, it was at a game, it was a Sheffield Shield game that um, Mick and I attended <laughs> and Aaron Finch just ran down at Zampa every ball and consistently punched him into the crowd. It was just six after six over extra cover and it was phenomenal batting but I think Zampa just went, yeah, that's it, I've given up on any sort of cricket here. Um, if I get picked, it's a fucking miracle. Yeah. But I think a big, oh, it's a, miracle. a big problem with that stuff that you listed off there too is fucking Pat Cummings. Yeah. Like, he is the ultimate fucking tease. He's that girl you talk to at the yep. party that says all the dirty things and you get her home and doesn't do anything. Like, he... That's it. He shows <laughs> all this it. promise. He like, he's, he's big, he's quick, he's, like, he looks like he's ready to go. Everyone's, like, he's got, got it. the head the size of Farley. Yeah, he's fucking... He's made a few... He's made a, he's, hit a, he's bombed a couple of sixes now, so he got caught in that old bullshit. People like, oh, he could be an all-rounder. The cunts barely can be oh. a bowler. How's he going to fucking be an all-rounder? Ooh. Like, he, if he was born in any other state, he wouldn't fucking play. Yeah, it's interesting you say oh, that, Mick. He did, he no, did win man of the Alex. match in his first test. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was man of the match in his first test. Uh, I yeah, do his first test was I'm fucking sure. 10 years ago, Ross. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. As quick as he did then. No, I'm, 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 I think he's a good test bowler. I don't like how he yeah. bowls, which is that bang it in short of a length. Just... Just doesn't sit with me right. Um, I don't think he's much of a one-day ball. I think he's the one you'd drop out and find that Nathan Bracken type, a left yeah, armour yeah. or something different. Andy Bickle. Adam Dale. Yeah, someone. But unfortunately, they don't seem to be able to find fellas? it. Oh, Face like a bull mastiff, Scott Boland. B- no, Bilky Stanlake. Where's <laughs> he been? He can't exactly. bowl more than four overs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is <laughs> the guy who would... Walk it off. Cummins would go out and a Bilky Stanlake, if he could become a one-day specialist, would come in. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Who was the, another uh, idiot? Uh, Brett Dory. He was a fucking unit, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Is that? He bowled half rat pace, though. Yeah. At least Bilky can bowl fucking 150s. I yeah. missed that name. Who was the first one? Uh, Brett, Brett Dory. Dory. Brett Dory. <laughs> he was the Glenn McGrath clone. What about yeah, um, yeah, yeah. What what was the other cat? Two meter Peter. What about him? Can we get him back? Mm. One test like, wonder, Peter George. Yeah, He's still playing in Queensland. Oh, well. So the one day team's in disarray. Um, oh. Mainly also, they keep picking the wrong players. Chris Lynn, I watched him. He yeah. threw left arm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. you, yeah what? It's just, no, you can't play. You know, It's just, no, you can't play. No. Go and play. You can play for Brisbane Heat, maybe T20i. Don't really give a shit, but you can't. Yeah. Play. It's just not on. Uh, interesting that uh, we'll just talk briefly about the fact that these are behind the paywall slash non-paywall. <laughs> the um, uh, as uh, correspond number one Australian correspondent of the show, Tip Madsley pointed out, 
no one, not even the players, care or like 50 over cricket anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's probably just about right too. The longer it goes, it's been a lot of talk, but I'm actually also finally getting to the point where it's like, I don't really care if there's a 50 over game, regardless of what coverage there is of it. I'm not really that interested in it. Doesn't really grab me as something I want to watch even bits of. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I'm sure um, if Australia don't lose 17 out of their last nine, yeah, we yeah. might care a little bit more. Yeah, that's well, true. That's, that's what I was going to say. I know Mick has some thoughts on the um, paywall stuff and whatever, <laughs> but uh, when, you jump on the, when you jump on the social medias and you hear people whinging that, oh, for the first time in you know, 175,000 years, I can't watch the eye for Australia. <laughs> And then, and then they're like, oh, look at how bad are the crowds. You know, they put it behind oh. the paywall, so the crowds are terrible, blah, blah. I was like, the crowds are horrible because we can't fucking win anymore. And, yeah. um, so, you know, as much as it pains me to say this, the normal layman cricket follower in Australia is a fucking downhill skier. So if we're not winning, yeah. they're not going to go and watch. Mm, yeah. And the other thing is, if it's behind a paywall, shouldn't that make the crowds bigger because you actually can't watch it on telly so you'll go out of your house to go down and watch the game so um, for me it's just um, outrage for the sake of outrage and I'm 100% agreeing with you Ross that it doesn't matter where it's played um, paywall or free to air or whatever people just aren't that interested in it anymore yeah nah it's lost its luster Um, it's interesting point you say about the crowds because this ODIs in November is a relatively new thing and it's been inconsistent. We've had test matches start on the 5th of November against uh, New Zealand and South Africa Mm -hmm. in the last three or four years. Other years we've had a few ODIs, but it's not been like first Sunday in November is the first ODI. And if they're going to get the crowds up, that's what they need. And it's in Perth, the first ODI, then the next one's always in Adelaide and the third one's always in Hobart. Bit Mm. of consistency. Likes Boxing Day test match and the Sydney Test match on the 3rd of January. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the crowds don't surprise me. They've, you know, the few other times they've had November ODIs, they've been low. Yeah. But um, it's a relatively new thing, and they've not been able to build up tradition or habits or, you know, tap into the myth of Remembrance Day, anything <laughs> like that, like they were able to this year. So, you know. But the there big, the big <laughs> thing with ODI cricket as well is that the thing... When it first come in, and yeah, okay, when we were younger and in our teens and that, in the 90s and stuff, ODI was the fucking bee's knees and it was the be-all and end-all. That, the aspects of it that excited people and got them up and about to go watch an ODI is what T20 is now. So that fan that used to be all excited about T20, about sorry, about ODIs and all that stuff, they're the fan now that goes and watches the Stars play the Renegades in 70,000 at the G on a Wednesday at Wednesday night. So this whole idea that putting it on pay TV has somehow killed one-day cricket is just... It's ridiculousness because this is, these three games are the first three games that have been on there. We've been having shit crowds for like four or five years. People have been complaining about it when it was on free-to-air TV. So, and the reality of it too is, and like I was, I've said this off-air off in our private chats, is that... If enough people were watching it and the ratings and everything were there, the free-to-air networks would pay the money that Cricket Australia wanted to put it on TV. But the fact is all these fucking idiots on Twitter and Facebook and all the John Ralphs and Dan Bredicks and all these people of the world who yes. like to fucking whinge and complain about it, yes. they, 
They're not, yeah. you're not fu- they're not fucking watching it, cunts. So the fucking free-to-air network <laughs> is not paying for it. So therefore, pay TV has to step in and broadcast. Because I'll tell you what right now, if it wasn't on Foxtel, it wouldn't be on fucking anywhere. Because the yes. free-to-air networks do not fucking want it. That's good. You're right, Mick. Yeah. It's telling that Channel 7 didn't want ODIs. They wanted BBL. They put test matches and BBL. They what they wanted, and that's what they got. And they didn't want ODIs. And strangely enough, they didn't want T20 internationals. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No which is the surprising one, but it sort of gets back to Dave's point that they shouldn't exist. Mm. It's very yeah. surprising they didn't want that. It's understandable they didn't want ODIs. Uh, interesting I'm speaking, thing. I keep sorry, coming Ross, back just, to. Just going to yep, say, speaking of broken habits, but you go. Mm. Finish off okay. your point. Um, I keep reading stuff, Mick, as you do, about behind the paywall, behind the yeah. paywall. Yeah, it's, it's just such a such an easy phrase to use. And also keep hearing, which I've heard every year uh, since um, Foxtel got more a slice of mainstream sport in Australia, that 30% of households have Foxtel. It's never increased in that decade or so that I've been hearing about it. I think that's interesting. I think it's called lazy journalism. Mm. Mm. And the other thing mm. is that as Alex and I both know, you can watch it on the CA app or the CA website. So, yeah. and that's not get mentioned in any oh, of these articles great. that are saying about behind the paywall. Mm-hmm. So, but the only two that are like, true. oh, this is the first time it's, it's never been on free to wear in Australia, rah, rah. It's like, yeah, but how many of you pricks are getting up at midnight to watch it when it's in England, when we play in England in, in five ODIs? So that could be behind the paywall and you wouldn't even fucking notice because you're not getting out of bed, yeah. you pricks. It's fair weather cricket yeah. followers who follow cricket from the 1st of December, basically, to the 30th of January. Yeah. yeah. Yep, over to you, David. I was just going to say, we talk about broken habits and, and uh, whatnot. Um, see that the, obviously, Ross, this will get your um, ire. Uh, the first test is not at the Gabatoire this year. Yeah. Well, the Gabba's shit, so... <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other thing. So people, again, on the Twitter sphere were... Oh, well, they just realised. Gabba, blah blah blah. <laughs> but, you know, it's um, it's the thing of um, there's been a huge investment in WA in a new stadium. Mm-hmm. South Australia mm-hmm. put massive investment into um, yeah. their stadium. Sydney and Melbourne are always going to have a marquee test. It's a four test series. Stiff shit, Gabba. Like, yeah. either spend some fucking money or, or fuck off. But the thing, well, too, Adelaide's basically well, that unfortunately sub- means mm. we're going to lose a series, though. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Uh, the Gabba 12 was a fortress. Uh, Adelaide surpassed <laughs> Brisbane. The Gabba Tross. But, it, yeah. but that's the point you make, Dave. Like, I read somewhere, like, Mitchell Johnson or someone posted it on their Twitter, like, today, going, oh, first, just realised the first test isn't at the Gabba. That's just wrong. It's like, well, you've been living under a rock, cunt? Like, fucking hell. Yeah. Don't you listen to this podcast, Mitch. Oh. Buddy Ross was banging on about that fucking six months ago. And the thing, too, is, uh, like, he, Cricket I Australia... Mm. Put it to the to the fucking Queensland government that your ground's not up to standard. It's going to lose test status, similar to what happened to the WAC. If you don't pull your fingers out and improve it, and they haven't done anything, so yeah, well, there's only going to be five tests in yeah. Australia under the Futures Tour program, and um, I reckon that means Canberra's only ever going to host one test, unless Brisbane yeah. Brisbane could lose their test to Hobart or Canberra. That would be weird. Yeah, anyway, won't yeah. lose it to Hobart. No, they hate Hobart. Might Never. lose it to Canberra because that's Too that'd be cold. all the people from yeah. Sydney and drive down and go to it. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it, it gets around the issue. Yeah, that of, makes sense. No, no, it gets around the issue of not. SCG want to have two tests a summer. Well, that's not going to happen. 
But if they can have a quasi second test in Canberra. driving from Sydney to Canberra to watch a test. It's there three they hours, Gin. We drove to Adelaide. Oh. It's eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We talked about driving no across the Nullarbor the other I day, guarantee Gin. guarantee No one's doing it. You're full of no shit. I know one. Canberra's a hole, but I reckon Nuffies will travel no. anywhere for a game of cricket, and it's only three hours away no. to go. You can go home yeah. every night and then drive back the next morning for the next day. <laughs> I, used to travel from, I used to travel from country Victoria to hey. Melbourne to watch a test match. That's four hours. That's it. Oh, a few no. people in Queen B and all that. You've got it. You've got Queen B. Queen B. Queen B. Queen B. The best part about the camera Queen test is instead of selling records, they'll be selling pornos and fireworks. Who's not going to that? <laughs> I love how they got stooged on the dates, though. It's every other test is during the holiday period, and then they get the first week of February, just as everyone heads back into the drudgery of work. Anyway, there you go. Um, interesting, you know, Mick, you talk about the death of ODI cricket. I went to an ODI at the MCG in the first week of February in 2010, Australia versus the West Indies, and there were 23,000 people there. Yeah. It's been yeah. on the nose for a while. That's eight years ago, yeah. nearly nine. And that's that that match there. You take that match another twelve or fifteen years back behind that into the nineties. That's an eighty thousand, oh. ninety thousand yeah. crowd. Like, yeah, it was a Friday. There would have been seventy, eighty thousand. I yeah. remember a game in nineteen ninety eight. The one where Warney came out with his helmet on. Yeah. Quieting the crowd down when they're throwing bottles. There was seventy eight thousand <laughs> people right. there. Yeah, things change. Oh, I remember yeah. that. That's no longer weird. cool. Yeah. All right, well, on that note, Mick, I hand back over to you, and it's time for a shield wrap. Have bat, won't travel. Thank you very much. All righty, yeah. so episode 80, have bat. But like the unpopular kid during school is, I'm staying home. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of Ross. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, sounds familiar. And well, home, <laughs> home was home. So yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, so uh, first stop. Hobie. So first stop Hobie. is uh, Captain Grumpy Oval in Brisbane, where Queensland hosted WA. The uh, the Bulls won the toss, and their skip, skipper Jimmy Pearson elected to have a bat. Test hopefuls. JJ. Test hopefuls. Matty Renshaw and Joe Burns combined for a ninety run opening stand, before third degree Burns was removed for forty nine. The flying lasagna was in at three, but only lasted 14 balls before he was removed for 11. So in what could be confused for an early morning kids TV show, Charlie Hempfrey B. Bear teamed up with the turtle, Matty Renshaw, to put on 77 for the fourth wicket. Uh, Hempfrey got 72. The turtle would be dismissed after making dinner for two in a movie, 89. There it is. Uh, bull skipper Jimmy Pearson was also amongst the runs, picking up 82 not out. Even fast bowler Mick Moore or Nessa made 56. In the end, the Queenslanders declared nine down for 448. A couple of the WA bowlers had a fairly hard day at the office, but no one was as hard as the son of Abdul, Usman Kadir, who took two for 122, going at 5.34 and over. He's had a great start to the summer, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, it's been real good. Yep. Uh, the WA chase was looking a little rocky as they slumped to three for 42. But enter the man with test vice captaincy in his DNA, the bison Mitch Marsh. He would team up with Ashton Turner <laughs> Overdrive to put on 112 for the fourth wicket. But the bison show wouldn't end there. 
as the knot. That's right. The nephew of Tom, David Mooney, came and went for one. <laughs> the bison would be joined at the crease by the buzz, Will Bazisto. The bison and the buzz would not only sound like an FM breakfast radio show, but would put on a 185 <laughs> run. Would put on a 185 run stand and help the Warriors get to 540. The bison would eventually be dismissed for 151. The buzz would finish 167, not out. Even Ross's man, Jahai Richardson, would chip in with 55. Oh. Best of the Queensland bowling was Mark, not Feckety, but Steckety, who took three for 84. <laughs> but let's focus on a couple of the show favourites. The flying lasagna, Marnus Lubbershane, took two for 95. And Mitchell, what do you do with the, bro- with the yeah. broom? You, sweep son, took two sweep for son. Took two for 128. Oh, again too far. Yeah. Uh, the Blues would have another bat. Joe, Bur- Joe Burns would get to 80 before the game petered out and ended in a draw. Man of the match was the buzz. Will Bazisto for his 167 red. Points were Queensland 2.5, WA 2.3. Oh, so neither of them could successfully sign the team sheet. Yeah, no. Nah. spelling errors. Yeah, the... Mm. the, um, the Shield system still heavily weighted in favour of results, so it's not as um you don't get the twenty points and craziness that the um county system has. So disappointing. Did very disappointing. I, I like when we used to be able to say twenty three points beat six points uh, and stuff. But yeah, uh, I do like the decimals though. Yes, when it goes to two decimal places yeah. in particular, that really gets my motor running. <laughs> yeah. All right. So next stop on the Sheffield Shield train is the SCG, where New South Wales was hosting Tassie. The Blues, toot, won, toot. the Blues won the toss and Peter Neville elected to have a bat. <laughs> Things got off to a shaky start when Hell's Bells Gay Bell removed the weatherman Nick Larkin for six. <laughs> but the Blues bounced back. Did it bring rain? Though? Yeah, bringing the rain. But the, Lo- the Blues bounced back as Curtis Patterson got 56 and Daniel Hughes got 78 as they put on 125 for the second wicket. But it was the Earl of Sandwich, Jason Sanger, who was the star of the New South Wales innings, <laughs> putting on 117. And, com- and combining with the bloke who looks like he's one day, one bad day away from building bombs in his shack, Jake Edwards, who got 101. <laughs> the Unabomber. <laughs> they, they would put on 180 for, the six, for their six-wicket partnership. The Blues would finish up declaring nine down for 442. Best of the Tassie bowling was Hell's Bells with three for 75. The quarterback, Bo Webster, took one for 111. Well, yeah. Bolkin. I'm pretty sure um, that uh, Tazzy were very happy with their decision not to play a frontline spinner at the SCG <laughs> in that game. Yeah. Uh, they even gave eight overs to Matty Wade. Yeah, he did bowl, he did yeah. bowl eight overs all Wade. That's because he wasn't keeping. Tim Payne was. Uh, so Tazzy's batting started off well with the King Brown, Jordan Silk and Alex Doolan combining for 92 at the top of the order. Before Doolan was yeah, removed Doolan. by Trent Twitter Opinion Copeland for 53. <laughs> <laughs> From there, Tassie limped along to be 4 for 115, with Trent Copeland taking all four of the wickets, giving him figures of 4 for 27. Almost the entire third day of play would be lost to rain, so Peter Neville and George Bailey got together and came up with a bit of a gentleman's agreement to put a little bit of life back into the match. Tassie would declare at their current score of 4 for 115. New South Wales would bat getting 1 for 22 before declaring and leaving Tassie a target of 350 to chase down with 103 overs remaining in the final day. Can I jump in there, Mick? You can. 
So that was a pre-organised double declaration. Yep. New South Wales went out to bat knowing they were only going to bat for a very short period of time. Yep. Daniel Hughes made something like uh, 15 off yeah, eight balls or something. The other opener, I can't think of his name, he made one off ten and was run out. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake, mate. Come on. They declared, it, they declared it one for 22 and he made one off ten balls and was run out. How good, would it have been? How good would it have been if um, oh. so they've conspired to do this double declaration? So George Bailey pulls the pin and then Pete Neville just says, ah, oh, fuck it, we'll treat the rest of the day. <laughs> 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 Lucky George, you fucking idiot. It's not a There's never been a gentleman's game, George. Fuck off. Ah, he got uh, Ian Chappell. And then Ian Chappell followed that up by saying, never explain, never complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um... Our uh, uh, English uh, listeners, whatever was it, Denzel. Chris? Denzel. No, Denzel oh, went Denzel. nuts. He's going, what the fuck's yeah. going on? Yeah. Called shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much called them cheats. He called them handsy cronyers and leather jackets, yeah. the double declaration specialist. jackets, I think was the quote. Yeah, <laughs> it's what... Um, it's what um, Dave Warner got married in, wasn't it? Sleepless leather jacket. Yeah, I think it's one step up from arseless chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's back to the student report. So, uh, so the Taswegians are chasing 350. Silk and Doolan got the got Tazzy to 66 before the long neck was sent packing by Sean Abbott for 23. Shut up, Rob. <laughs> Uh, I'm just picturing Dave Warner wearing a leather jacket with that sleeve <laughs> and a pair and of chaps. Arseless chaps. Arseless. Yeah. I'll give you the hot tip. They're very short, arseless chaps, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the quarterback by Webster would team up with Doolan. <laughs> they put, uh, they'd put together 79 for the second wicket until Sock sobered up long enough to remove Doolan for 90. <laughs> From this point, the Tassie team basically just went into survival mode. Trying to remove, uh, trying to endure time and force the draw. Bo Webster would finish 80 not out as Tasmanian finished the day 7 for 264. Pick of the New South. Jump in there, Mick. Pardon? And jump in there. Yeah. I just, I heard, I heard a story that um, in the Tassie, the two blokes who were on the field at the end of the game, they shook hands, they came off. And uh, in the dress, Tassie dressing room, they were playing, I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. Yeah, glad you interrupted for that. Yeah, good story and well told. I'm glad I, uh, so, I'm glad I interrupted you for that. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Pick of the New South Wales bowlers was the GOAT, Nathan Lyon, who took four for 88. Some GOAT couldn't even take nine for him win the game. Uh, match was a draw. Yep. Man of the match was the Earl of Sandwich, Jason Sanger, for his 100 in the first innings. Uh, points for New South Wales, 2.4. Tassie, 1.5. Oh. That man of the match surprises me because I thought um, Gabe Bell should be man of the match and should be man of the match in every game he plays. Have you bloke seen him? He's like a fucking male model. Oh, really? Do, you, do yourselves a favour and jump on the Google image search. He's He's got to be one of the... He's better looking than King Brown, let me tell you. I'm fucking... Yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's low-hanging fruit. Hanging out. <laughs> better looking than Brad... You might want to set you might want to his stand a bit, hard, a bit higher than fucking Jordan Sill. He's got your sort of Brunswick Cafe hipster vibe going on. Oh, so cool. Is the bell. only... Non mong looking bloke in Australian domestic cricket. Especially Tasmanian domestic cricket, yeah. 
Well, Victoria is the worst. Oh, there isn't yeah. a fucking normal looking bloke amongst the oh. 22 in their squad, I reckon. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Victoria, how'd they go, Mick? Well, I'll get there if he's all fucking shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. And lastly, but most definitely not leastly, we head to the home of Australian <laughs> sport, the Coliseum, the mighty MCG, <laughs> where the all conquering <laughs> and unvanquished Victorians <laughs> hosted the bung, Fritz loving South Australian Red Bulls. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the South Australians won the toss and their skip their skipper, Jake Lehman, shook with with the fear of a man choosing which method of execution was best. <laughs> as he meekly replied As he meekly replied, We'll have a bat, thanks, if that's alright with you, Mr. Hanscom. <laughs> Peter you allowed the swinging it. And the Redbacks batted. Peter allowed the it. <laughs> the South Australian innings started as expected with recent test quick the banana man Peter Siddle, Siddle removing Jake Weatherold for five. Not to be That's left it. out, the big lug Chris Tremaine removed the man who got run out on test debut, Callum Ferguson, trapping him LBW for three and sending his <laughs> test hopes up in flames. Redback skipper Jake Lehman got 56 and Tom Cooper got 118. They did their best to help SA build a respectable score, but the man with the head like a bull mastiff, Scott Boland, was having none of it. Ripping the heart out of the Redbacks, picking up 7 for 54 as the Vicks rolled South Australia for 244. Farward also picked himself up a wicket, taking 1 for 32. Uh, good on you. The Vicks were up next, and due to the fact no one outscored WA on their own, I'm guessing one of two things happened. Either no one was standing close enough to the SA huddle to hear Jake Lehman say, we've got them, boys, and they've got to get them. Or Jake <laughs> Lehman didn't even have the common fucking decency to actually say it. Pissed <laughs> poor by you, son of boof. That's it, sob. Not that Jake Lehman's lack of respect for cricket cliches would be enough to stop the Victorian juggernaut. As the never trust a man with two first names opening combination of Travis Dean, who got 75, and Marcus Harris put on 132. Before Nick Winter is coming, removed Harris for 65. Enter the fearless and courageous example of what a true first class captain That's is, it. Peter Hanson. Get around him. The Vicks. The Vic skipper would go on to make 123 before not many, if any, Joe Many trapped him LBW. In his comeback from in, from injury, Big Dumb Pato, James Pattinson would get thirty two in the lower order. The best of the redback bowling the best of the redback bowling was Joe Many with four for ninety two. Nick Winter got three Nick Winter got three for eighty one. And Ginger Mongoloid Lloyd Pope went full leg spinner, getting none for fifty four. I predicted it. South Australia had a second bat, this time getting two hundred and thirty. Siddle once again removed Weatherold early. His opening part- partner, Connor, the accountant, McInerney, got 63. <laughs> if you wonder why he's called the accountant, go on Google Images and look him up. He's a fucking... He, he's got oh, accountant written all over looking him. looking unit. You're a boring yeah. looking bastard. Bolo got him caught behind. That's in a red tie. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cooper went from penthouse to the outhouse making a duck. And not that great, Chad Sayers made 56, batting at 10. <laughs> pity you're in the side... Oh, yeah, pity you're yeah. in the side to take fucking wickets, Chad. The Vic shared the wickets, but the key contributor was Big Dumb Pato with 3 for 24, and Farwag got 3 yeah. for 54. The Vicks required 124 to take home maximum points, and they got to 2 for 22 when the heavens opened up and the entire fourth day was lost. 
Let me, Jake, let me just take this chance to say, Jake Lehman, Joe Meany, Chad Says and Co., you are fucking pathetic. I saw you guys <laughs> the morning of the fourth day saying prayers and doing rain dances. Let me just say, you're a bunch of weak pricks. That's it. Match was a draw. Man of the match, the Bull Mastiff, Scotty Boland. The points were Victoria, 2.9. South Australia, 2. So after three games, the Vicks sit on top of the ladder with 20.15 points. WA are next with 10.65. Tassie have 10.5. South Australia have 7 and a bit. New South Wales have a tick over 5. And Queensland are stone motherless with 4.69. Alex Doolan is leading the run scores with 350 at 58. Marcus Harris has 348 at 116. And this was the first game the Victorians have ever batted twice this season too. Tom Cooper has 342 at 68. The Bull Mastiff leads the bowling with 24 wickets at 13. And Joe Manny and Chris Tremaine have 17 each. And that is Have Bat But I'm Staying Home. No, what you good. Thank you, Mick. Just got a little frog in my throat there. <laughs> uh, very interesting. Laughing to... too hard. Mm. <clears throat> ah, froggy. Yeah, uh, very interesting to hear about how Victoria are travelling. I uh, just wish that some of the other states would lift their game and give them a challenge because they've just been Wake dominating up. so much. Uh, just give the shield right. out now. Just give it out. Uh, it. Might as well. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's really pretty much who's going to play Victoria in the final. Yeah. <laughs> who's coming yeah. to the junk? That's the real question. Yeah, that's that's it. It. <laughs> you better bring your A game because we're pretty hard to beat at the junk. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's also uh, interesting that the Victorian side is quite experienced. Yes. Yeah. There's not too many really young cricketers in that side. Yeah. Been that way for a while. Yeah. And when yeah. they, when, the good thing is when they do actually, when one of the experienced bloke goes out to play for Australia, they do actually bring a young bloke in, not some journeyman. Yeah, yeah like the hockey and park. They're surrounded by experienced guys, yeah. which would exactly. possibly help them get better. Yeah, well, such as a Matt yeah. Short or a um, uh, Will Pukowski yeah. the, the hockey park. Yeah. Well, in that side yeah. that it's or a environment. A, Aaron Finch back yeah. in the day, yeah. or a Maxwell back in the day, or a Chris Tremaine. Well, or... they've been that way for a while, Victoria. Yeah. They had a yeah. succession of very good cricketers. Uh, whether they've played for Australia or not, they've been very good, and they've had an experienced team that's been able to blood youngsters and build them up well. Exactly. Mm. Food, Food mm. for thought. Oh, exactly. The only knock on Victoria has been their um, wicket-keeping, I would say, over yeah. the last yes. decade, maybe. Has it, they haven't had too many... Great Gloveman or you know that test player, Adam who, Crosswaite. Yeah, he, he didn't play test matches. Who played test? Wade. Wade. I don't count. I don't count him. Uh, Hanscom. Yeah, He's the shut up. <laughs> Hasn't he kept for Australia in a one-day game? Oh, and yeah. uh, one innings mm. of a test. Seb got, but Seb got. She's probably the weak link of the Victorian side at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. get back Sam Harper. Yeah, yeah. What's going on with Sam Harper? Why is he not in the team? I don't get it. Hall anyway, Hall of Hooping. Ah oh, right, yeah. okay. Hadn't got to him. <laughs> Go Ross. That will happen. Okay, well on that note, it's over to you, Alex, for a WWTT wrap. Yes, the Women's World T Twenty <clears throat> is currently going. Everyone in the Caribbean, of all places. Um, I'll just run you through a bit of an overview of the competition and how it works. In the format is two groups of five teams. Two teams from each group will go into the quarterfinals and play off. And then they'll play off in a final, I guess. 
Yeah, most Generally likely. Why it works. <laughs> yep, that's how it works. <laughs> all made out of two locations. The Darren Savvy Stadium and in uh, St. Lucia in the Gros Islet. Um, and Providence Stadium in Providence in Guyana. Now, guys, can we guess the... I have done the Darren Savvy in the Around the Grounds. Can you remember what the end names were? The St. Lucia ends. end? And the bell end. No. No and no. The Jason Holder end? <clears throat> and and no. the Craig Brathwaite end? Oh, close. No, not close. <laughs> so there's the pavilion end. Oh, original. And the media centre end. Oh. Just like Lords. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, real fucking boring. Okay, so moving over to Providence Stadium. Can you guess the end names there? I haven't done this stadium in the round of grounds. The yet. Jason Holder end no. and the Craig Brathwaite end. No. Just no, close. Mm-hmm. Ross? I'm pretty sure there's the gay bell end. <laughs> and there's the, um, the ring my bell end. The Ian bell end. end. Uh, no. Uh, funnily enough, there is the pavilion end <laughs> at the media centre end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like I saw your shit out, West Indies. Come Where's up the with Street thing like... Where's the St. Peter's I was about to say that. Where's the Michael Holden yeah. end? Come on. Yeah. yeah. How the girls exactly. go? Uh, we'll get to that. Okay. So far sure. in the competition, there has been only <laughs> there has been only like there's been only two locations, and there will be only two locations. Good for the competition. There's been only two match referees involved. Oh, jobs for the oh. boys. Absolutely, jobs for the boys. One <laughs> of the match referees has been Sir Richie Richardson. That's a job for the boys in the Caribbean. And the other one is Graham Labrui. Oh, the Prince of Match Does anyone know who Graham Labrui is? Graeme Labrui. Yes, Graeme. No one knows? All right, cool. Some blood. Zimbabwean. Of course he is. Big fan of women's T20 years. I was a big fan of getting a fucking paycheck, I reckon, Mick. <laughs> fucking useless fucking bullshit. He loves watching yeah. team sheets be signed. <laughs> yeah, and swapped. Don't forget oh, the swapping. Swapped, yeah, swapping. Yeah. Hey, boys, hey, yeah, fellas. Seeing them fellas. swapped, I'll take those carbon copies, please, yeah. and put them in a bin. Great signatures. But hey, 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 where's my carbon copy? That's it. Then he goes, sits on a wicker chair and eats free food. Yeah. Again. I think he's just yeah, a fan of uh, team blazers. Likes to check out everyone's Yes, loves a blazer. How the girls going? The girls are going very well, undefeated so far. Recently had a break in the uh, series. I'll get to the uh, stats and stuff in a second, but what I really really. want to talk about Mm. is what the Australian side did in their couple days break recently. Oh, really? A bit of R&R, you reckon, (laughs) Gid? Yeah, they did. They went and saw their incarnate at the moment. That's in the South American continent. Did you know that? Yes. No, I didn't. Mm. It is. It's where Carl Hooper's from. It's on the continent of South America, Guyana. Jeez, what an ear lazy I'm pretty sure there isn't a continent called South America, Ross. It is. Let's move on. I thought it was just America. Did I say South Africa? No. No, you said the continent of South America. There is a continent called South America. I thought yeah, there was only America. Anyway. Cricket podcast. Cricket podcast. There's seven oh, continents, yeah, yeah. Alex. They're Australia, Asia, <laughs> Africa, oh, Europe, Antarctica, North America, South America. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. All right. Yeah. We'll sit down then and keep going. For that. Lesson in geography, my friend. Yeah. Yes. 
Okay, so they went and saw the largest single falls in the, the highest single falls in the world. Yep. Which is called Kaetia Falls, uh-huh. single drop waterfall, the highest in the world or yep. tallest. It's a standard. They also thing. went to a Guardian High School. Mm. And what do you think happened there, Ross? Can I jump in there and say that that waterfall is a standard thing? To do whenever teams go to Guyana, because the Steve Ford Tour Dive from the '99 <laughs> Wendy's Tour, he and Glenn McGrath went to that waterfall, and Glenn McGrath pretended yeah. to push him off it. Yeah. Ha! Wear a Brilliant! Yeah, yeah. No, they they put their baggy greens on because it was the highest waterfall in the world. <laughs> and, and you know, Glenn McGrath was really a uh, joker around the team. He was prankster. a team prankster. <laughs> team prankster. He uh, also shot I'm a baboon. I'm going to throw a kill you, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You also shot a baboon while they're out there, but that's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah, got the, a photo of yeah. yeah, the girls go. Anyway, they went yeah. to a Georgetown High School. Yep. And uh, there was some music played. There was a couple of sort of <laughs> oh, dances by the kids. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. So, and there was some music played, and there was a uh, bit of a DJ equipment there. Were they playing a bit of um, Steve Ward's favourite music? A bit of um, Hey, hey true, true Blue? Blue. Hey, true <laughs> Is it me and you? Yeah, so... Uh, it but it was a bit more hatred. Waka, 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 blue. <laughs> yeah, hatred for blue. Hatred, waka, 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 powder blue. <laughs> yeah. Why is Ross so, laughing like Kerry O'Keefe? Why? Yeah. Uh, I, I lost the plot. I'll give you the truth. Oh, it's Skull Slater. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So... If I can continue, fellas. Yes. Oh, please do. I'm going to have a headache tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Continue. <laughs> DJ Super Sophie Molyneux uh, <laughs> jumped on the wheels, mate. Just had a bit of a spin Not on the, the wheels. wheels. The decks. The decks. dickhead. Mate. Spin some on, on the wheels. wheels. <laughs> on the wheels. She jumped back on the wheels. She got on She's the wagon. away from the wheels for a while. She got on the wagon wheels. Jump on the crazy catch, Sophie. Jump on the crazy catch, uh, so Soph, Soph played some um, Justin sure. Bieber. I thought it was sure, didn't she play? Oh, I, I, I watched a film clip and mm. Justin Bieber was definitely okay. getting played. A bit of Bieber fever. It's so great though, because like, cricketers are pretty much nerds, right? And so DJ uh, Super Sophie Molyneux jumped on the decks. Slash the wheels, David. Get with the times, mate. You don't know, you don't know the terminology. Um, and played some tunes and got real pumped up. And the camera wheels around from Sophie going nuts to the crowd of school kids. And they were just sort of standing, milling about. So. Yeah, that milling about. Yeah. <laughs> just sort of there. And there's, you know, the, the Australian team were going yeah, it's nuts, a, dancing yeah, it's around about each other. Doing, four you know, of the Australian team clapping their hands. And then the rest of the, the school kids the are just kids like, don't give up. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just yeah. going, oh. The, um, the kids are quickly... Teach how to play a cover drive, you fuck, because I don't care about getting on the wheels. <laughs> they were considering well, whether they did their homework they, or not. Yeah. yeah, They played a uh, prac match against them, I suppose. Prac against match. the Georgetown High School students. Did um, they win? After that, they had their big DJ set. <laughs> so, DJ set. It was bloody awful. Yeah. And Elise Villani came in in her floppy yellow and sang along oh, to the yeah. Sure song. Because you could I wear song. it at any time. Do you believe in love after love? <laughs> Some of that work, you know. That sounds like an Elise Villani song. She yeah, sounds yeah. like she'd enjoy like old school, like too old music. Old school, that's 2000s. Anyway, anyway continue. 
Exactly. It's no, open. Right. Yeah. They're playing on goal 104. Get with the tires. Jump yeah. on the wheels, mate. Come on. Jump <laughs> on the wheels. Okay. Right, oh. So, back to the cricket at hand. So, there's two groups, as I said before. Group oh, A, which fuck. I'm dubbing the group of life, Ross. Yep. <laughs> and then would group B be the group of death? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> um, so, the group of life contains Bangladesh, South Africa, Sri Lanka, England, and the West Indies. Right. Put a blanket now, they've over played, <laughs> either played two or three matches. They'll play four times, Ross, as you would yeah, know, with yeah. a five-team group. Is it a double-round problem once. sort of set up? Yep, yep. yep. Yep, uh, Bangladesh currently on the bottom, lost all their matches, not going to go through to the finals. South mm. Africa you know, have played two games, won one, lost one. Not looking good with a negative NRR. That's so, a net run rate, Kim. West Indies are on top and England are uh, second, Sri Lanka third, but there's three teams on one win and West Indies look like they'll go through because they're on two wins. So. Oh, good. Good on that. <laughs> yes. I am predicting West Indies and England to go through. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, so moving over to Group B, as I've dubbed the Group of Death, yep. which contains Australia, India, New Zealand, Pakistan, and Ireland. Oh, a Group oh. of Death! Who's going to get out of that Absolutely. group? Absolutely, oh. Absolutely, mate. Yeah. So, and so we leave that everyone's... there, and we head now over to our next. <laughs> oh, sorry, Alex. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. All right, hold it together. Okay, hold it together. We're so Australia undefeated on top, India undefeated on two. Mm. Or number two, or the, uh, well oh, done, man. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, this group's already locked in. Australia and India are going through. Good. Um, New Zealand, Pakistan, and Ireland. Uh, They're all off. fucking uh, going home. Right, I. Yep. Mm. Well, I look forward to the next phase of the tournament. That's the worst segment since the axe groundskeeping corner. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm going to go through the Australian the Australian matches so far. We played three matches. Yeah. Um, Alyssa Healy has been dominating. Really good. Yes. Yeah, she's she been smashing them actually. She has been forty-eight or higher in each of her innings in this competition. She's been person of the match in every game. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Uh, she has made one hundred and fifty-seven runs in three digs at an average of seventy-eight. The strike rate of one hundred and sixty, opening the batting as well as keeping David, Amazing. which would touch your the cockles of your heart. I do like her. Hatch your cockles. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Meninja cockles. <laughs> um, uh, Susie Bates from New Zealand scored 150 runs um, at 50 with a strike rate of 121. This is uh, the highest score run, highest run scorers of the competition so far. Javeria Khan, Pakistan, 136, average 45 with a strike rate of 130. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> what are you doing? So what happened there, oh, Gin? The fucking website wasn't loading up. Uh, Wikipedia no. crashed. <laughs> <laughs> went down, did it? Oh, Ross's, uh, Ross's uh, message shit segment can't come through. So. <laughs> what happened, Gin? Mrs. Unplugged the potato, so your internet stopped. Oh, <laughs> I fucking told you what happened. That's going <laughs> uh, over to the bowlers. Um, the highest wicket takers are all on six. There's a shit oh, good on them. Well Devendra, Devendra Dotton for the West Indies. Um, 
Mm. Has an average of three. <laughs> Shut up. With six wickets. Best average bowling five three. for five. Average of three. Best bowling five for five. <laughs> That's not a bad day at the office. That's a pretty good day. Who are they playing, yeah, Ireland? Two matches, 5.4 overs, one maiden, 20 runs, six wickets. Five for, Best bowling five for five. Average of 3.33. Economy rate of 3.52. Dominating. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> uh, another funny stat for you, Ross. The most extras in an innings by a side? Oh, Six. Fuck. 24. Six. 20. 24. Fucking hell. So, women set down 19 wides, two buys, and three leg buys in a match against South Africa. Oh, Africa. that's yeah. impressive. That's a wide and over. Yeah, that's match fixing. Yeah. That's what that fucking yeah. is. Probably a good way to end that segment. I think it's the best way to end it. So, oh record breaking. <laughs> All I can say is you don't. Oh. All I can say is that is definitely the worst segment we've had since we axed groundskeeping. I'll say it again because it's true. Oh, come on. You know, I'm, come on. I'm pretty hang much on, seven hang eights. On, hang on. I'm actually, no, I'm getting fired up here. I take offence. I've listened to probably a com- combination of 24 hours of not screaming at fucking county <laughs> cricket scores over the last fucking 35 yeah. weeks. Go and fuck yourself. This is not the worst thing. Nah, I my county graphs ep- are still way more, more entertaining than your shit. Yeah. We peaked last episode with the long staff review. I was listening to some of that yesterday, and all I'll say is, smile with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cry with us. Cry with us. That's what, what we're about to see. In the fetal what, position with us, yeah. This has been elite honesty, Gin. That's just what we're trying yeah, to give you, mate. Honesty. Elite honesty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Elite yeah, we, uh, All right, fuck face. Um, Over here, Ross. Yeah, we're going to move on now. We've got a little bit of international cricket. I've got a very short quiz for you guys. Mm. I'll give you a bit of... be fucking good, I'm going to give you a bit of think time. I'm going to throw the quiz at you now. I'm going to talk international cricket, and you can think while I'm talking, and then we'll we'll go for answers in the quiz. Okay. Since 1980, there have been three players that have played for Australia with the same surname who were unrelated. Okay, so I'll let you think about it. I'm going to go to international cricket now, and our focus on the international cricket is for our UK listeners. And it is England's tour of Sri Lanka. So we'll jump in now to the first test match. And uh, England made 342 all out. It was 107 to the new keeper. Then that's all, folks. We've got them there. <laughs> Sam Curran made 48. And it was the last test for Rangana Harath. He took one for 78 in the first innings. Sri Lanka. Oh, that was 203, so they're behind the eight ball already, 140 odd behind. England, second time batting. He bought Jennings, my man, 146, not out, thank you very much. England made 322 for six declared, Rangana Harath, two for 59 off 23 overs. So finished up very old man, he's 38, year, 40 years old, no, 38, 40, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, didn't get that many wickets in the. Last game he played, Sri Lanka had a target of 462. They couldn't make it all out to 50. And it was the bowling of Mo Ali, who batted at three and made fuck all runs. He took four for 71. And also their new spinner, Leach. Can't think of his first name. He took Jake. three for 60. Yep. And uh, 
as one of our listeners, Chris Henstock, pointed out, you could listen to a very fascinating interview with Leach talking about how he's played test cricket and had Crohn's disease. So just one to really get your jollies on with. <laughs> what is Crohn's disease? No idea. It doesn't sound like fun, Ugh. though. No, it's not yeah. fun, I don't think. Yeah, second test yeah, match yeah. is cool. currently mm-hmm. underway. England batted first, made 290. They went for a different number three. Mo Ali batted three the last game. This time they went for Ben Stokes at three. He made ben 19. Stokes. Yeah, Ben Stokes at three. Yep. Why don't they just put a batsman at three? Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Seeing as they got two all-rounders in Stokes and Ali, I'm not sure why they're playing Stokes, <laughs> Ali, and four bowlers. It's unbelievable they're actually winning these matches. Given, yeah, exactly. I suppose Curran is a bit of a batter who bowls a little bit in the sense. It seems like he it's is. It's annoying he's being successful because well, I fucking hate him. Well, is, is it, who was the one who played out here? Was it Sam or was it the brother? Uh, Tom was the one that played out here. Mm. And Sam's a younger one. Oh, I think I hate Tom. Yeah. Sam's the one oh, with the Sam, um, Sam's got one of those card. heads that you'd love to punch, but so... No, Sam's the one oh, who caught okay. the train oh, to... Sam's the one who caught the train. He had to check yes. his ticket. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he looks like he's about fucking what eight. What a guy. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. How grounded is he? Oh, <laughs> so grounded. Yeah, he's not in the gilded Just bubble. Probably... That's the best bit about him. No. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, Stokes did no good, but Josh Butler got him 63, and Sam Curran 64 to get him to 290. Sri Lanka made 336 all out. Uh, nice work there to um, Aravinda De Silva's son, ARS De Silva. He made 85. England seconding, they've gone in fits and starts. Joe Root, 124. Uh, ben Folks, 51 not out. And Jimmy Anderson is last man in. He's there on four not out, and Rain has come in, and they're. 324 for nine, which means they're... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. What was that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bit of breakfast come back up there. 260-odd in front. 278, in fact, with one wicket remaining. And it stumps now at that match. Rain did stop play a little bit early. So they go into day four, full of vim and vigour, the English team, looking for a victory. And uh, our man Christopher Henstock has taken upon himself to get up early, and I believe it'll be about 5 a.m. in England. Uh, he's doing the early shift with the young one, and good on him. And he'll get yeah, to listen to a lot him. of cricket. Yeah, he father of the year sort of work there, material. <laughs> Ulterior <laughs> motives, no doubt. Don't tell the missus about that one. He'll be up. Obviously, he'll be torn because our app will have dropped, you know, would have hit his inbox, all that yeah. sort of stuff. And, you know, it'd be us versus BBC Live or Talk Sport, whatever, Radio Network <laughs> covering it. So, your choice, Chris. I put it on you. I'd say, listen to us, cunt. Uh, <laughs> I like that he won't know this until, until afterwards. So, yeah. it's just like, your choice, mate. Oh, you already listened to it, so it's made his choice, mate. Live podcasting, we're just one step away, fellas. Learn how Joe Root, Joe Root went out horribly, too. I was watching that before we started recording. He got out LBW reverse sweeping and fucking just missed it horribly. And then Sam Curran got bowled and they had to review it because the umpires couldn't work out whether the keeper had knocked the bales off or not. Mm, Fair enough. Mm. Uh, I am excited about uh, one of my favourite things, which is names of Sri Lankan players that uh, Mm. not since the days of 1995-96 has a Pushpakumara played for Sri Lanka, but he's back. Pushpakumara, batting three for Sri Lanka. I did look at that today, Ross, and I was like, I knew Ross would be excited about this. Pushpakumara. Only two initials in his name, which is disappointing. I was hoping for a CPUJVC, Chimindabar style. (laughs) 
But uh, <laughs> not to be. Never mind. Push back Amara. He's back. All right, so now it's quiz time. How'd we go with that one, fellas? Over yeah, to you, I've got an Alex. Alex. Buzz it in. Yep. Hughes. Yes. Oh, yeah. well played, sir. Kim, Merv, and Phil. Yes. Oh, it took me ages to get immediately. it. Immediately. Oh, immediately. You did say. Yes, very well done. Yeah. Well, one point to you and nil point to all your other cunts. Go <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fuck yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, it's time time your segment that, never yeah. recovered. Your segment's a oh, shit. Oh, I'll pile it on. <laughs> your segment was absolute, you know, negative seven, but you won Garbage. the quiz. Absolute pile of poo. Yeah. You know, in Jurassic <laughs> Park, the, the bloke dives his hands to a big pile of shit. And yours was like three times as big as that. That's how bad it is. And I pull out a gilded one. Yeah. All right. And uh, on that note, we just head over to a little bit of listener feedback. And um, I know we've had a little of uh, correspondence. And it's really, we're throwing down the gauntlet, aren't we, Mick, with the socks. Say, yeah. lift your game, any of you people who listen to us who don't live in the UK. Because the two people who yeah. correspond with us the most live in the UK. I'm talking about Denzel, Mate. Washington, and Chris Henstock. Yeah. Yeah. So number one after and two that, After that segment, no one's listening to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We might have to get the socks to get people back. Now, the sort of of great stuff that uh, our man Denzel's rolling out with is about how um, Alistair Cook's uh, never been the same player since he was force-fed plastic bags because he lives (laughs) in the UK. What What do you reckon the big chef's doing now, now that he's retired? Oh, shooting pheasants. Driving tractors. Yeah. Driving tractors <laughs> down the main street. Shooting pheasants. Yeah. <laughs> I just hope the next time we see him, he's like 120 kegs. Oh, I hope he blows out. <laughs> yeah. I hope he has a proper blowout. Yeah. And he's wearing a cap that looks like he's batting hell. Oh. And a giant forehead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, yeah that sounds good, Ross. <laughs> yeah, so I agree with you. We uh, uh, the Aussie listeners are fucking shitting oh, the bed at the moment, shit, like yeah. I did on my WWTT <laughs> segment. They are absolutely Awful. shitting the bed. We need more correspondence. I will give uh, Grant Dowler yes, a honorary mention. Pass. A pass, your pass, yeah, Mark. But even he could be better. He could be better. We get. We get like we one get line almost in. almost daily correspondence. I yes. think it's just private correspondence with these two English yep. folks. Hit uh, us up on Facebook. We're on all major social media and podcasting platforms. You exactly. know, exactly. Yeah, and you could get some fucking fantastic cricket socks That's from right. fucking Frederick fucking Harold sock fucking company. No, it's no need for that language, That's Alex. That's enough, you blokes. Yeah. <laughs> Ham it up, right? <laughs> well. Uh, if anyone else got any correspondence, I'm going to call this one off because I really need to brain the main vein. Yeah, no, I've got nothing. Right <laughs> well, we're on all major social media and podcasting platforms. I'm 78's Cut. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter, at Midoff Cricket, on our website, midoffcricket.wix.com. The next podcast will be in a fortnight when I'm a little bit more sober. Until next time, it's thanks for now. Uh, thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Catch your cunts. Righto. (laughs) Tight ship, fellas. Oh, jeez. Fuck me.